0: Okay, now we are live and welcome to Elmo's World Podcast. Um, it's a pleasure to, so to, uh, to all be all here. Out, yeah, to all of you listening out there at uh, Facebook, um, uh, just so you know, this is uh, Elmo Ador Jr. I'm the host of Elmo's World Podcast. It can, it can be found in Spotify, iTunes, and other, everywhere else you can find podcasts. And it's awesome to have my friend, Muhammad Yunus here. Bro, can you uh, introduce yourself?
1: Sure. First of all, it's really a pleasure to be with you on this show. So this is Muhammad Yunus. I'm from Kashmir. Uh, yeah, I've been interested in philosophy uh, from a fair amount of time, you know, now like five years or so, five years or so I've been studying philosophy and and, and and the philosophy of science because... I was really interested in the topic of atheism and scientism and things like that since I had this theistic background yeah so yeah I wanted to jump into this sphere and you know wanting to understand the deepest layer of this worldview so yeah that's kind of it so yeah that's it
0: okay uh well when you now that you mentioned philosophy of science uh, do you think that those atheists who conclude from who say use science for their arguments and say that uh, there is no scientific data that God exists? How would you uh, understand their position? There, well,
1: mm, I would say that it's it's not even a good question to ask because. When first of all, we need to understand the nature of science. Um, looking back at the history of science, what we have, back in the times of Aristotle, we had a scientific method and, and the way of doing science. Yeah, But the method itself was completely different than what, what we have today. Back in the time, it was, what was considered science was you know, something which was intuitively true, And uh, yeah, something which was commonsensical and something which was intuitively true, right? And that was literally the science back in the days. And those people back then did have the answer to almost every question. Uh, You know, it is really puzzling to see how these people who didn't have the equipments and the technologies were able to explain every phenomena of nature yeah, I mean, it is it is right that you know they were wrong on many things, but the point is that the way they did science was utterly different than what uh, than how we do science. Then we had a paradigm mm-hmm. shift and the change in the methodology itself. Then we got back to the point. Uh, we got to the point where Newtons and and things like um, yeah. Predictability in the scientific theory was accepted like you know the the science the things which were considered to be science was the things you know which had this predictive capacity of you know making future predictions uh, about 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 certain phenomena like you know in physics or any in, 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 in any other field yeah and then 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 again we had a, we had we had a change in the methodology today we have hypothetical deductive method. And let me let me tell you this, many people wouldn't wouldn't know this, that you know, every scientific methodology, whether it was Aristotelian method, yeah, or today's method, like we have hypothetical deductive method, all the method had certain assumptions. Yeah. The assumptions in back in the times of Aristotle or Aristotelian method was like, you know, things are grasped by intuitions, right? That was the underlying assumption of doing science and today we have an exactly. we have a we have an assumption called hypothetical uh, we have an assumption called everything in nature has its inner mechanism like for example whatever you study or any theory you have you know there yeah. ought to be something more yeah to what you know right so the world is yeah, con- exactly. uh, contained of uh, some more in the, uh, inner me- a fundamental mechanism so what I'm trying to say is that, you know, it is really naive to say that, you know, we don't have the evidence for, for, for God in terms of science. But when we understand science, science is like, you know, understanding the patterns and the regularities. And science isn't about what is, is immaterial. Science isn't about what is not the universe. Science isn't about... What, uh, what created the universe. It's purely a philosophical discussion and must be held philosophically and not scientifically. That's the reason, you know, I've had number of conversations with atheists, you know, uh, for about five years now. And I tell them every time that, you know, science is not the, the way to go when you're talking about God because science you can do science on things which already exist, yeah? For example, you, you would have to have a space, you would have to have time and intelligence to, to go and do science, right? But the thing is, yeah, God is about what, how, and why did, I mean, why did space, time, and mind exist? Do you get my point? So it's not about what, uh, it's about why even space and time exist, and science is about how it exists. So it is not even a right question to ask when we talk about God in terms of science. Science can never falsify. I just had a recent conversation with, with, with a philosopher from England, and I told him the same thing, that, you know, science can't really account for what is not scientific. You can't actually put oh, timelessness yeah, into a microscope and, mm-hmm. and test it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, I mean, the conversation needs yes. to develop and an and atheist or people who subscribe to scientism need to understand that this argument doesn't help. Yeah. If they want to extend the conversation and want to have a discussion, they'll have to think philosophically and come up with a, with a philosophical argument against God rather than, you know, getting entrapped in this, in this scientific methodology, which doesn't even produce the absolute knowledge.
0: Mm-hmm. and i would say that um for example if you were to propose a a a scientific argument against something immaterial then that would be something that would be incoherent you know because for example as you said before if it, if god is uh something that, that that is a topic that is very that is immaterial then you cannot like um for example i i've I've uh, heard a lot of debates about uh, say, uh, about say um, philosophers saying that you cannot look for God and uh, uh, look at a pantry in a microscope and test whether God exists like that. That's not how it works. So Absolutely. when we uh, try to use, yeah, and but I, I guess there's a way we could actually use science to to dis- to discover ways into uh, to understand. Uh, So supernatural things, for example, let's say if there there was a the Bible would claim something that would be scientific. And in that sense, if this scientific claim of of the Bible would would be uh, uncalled for and actually be scientifically wrong, then in that case, people could make a scientific argument against religion, against uh, maybe the Christian God or the Islamic God
1: but a but a, but a, the a problem with I mean making a scientific argument against what is not science is because I mean you would really never get to anywhere because as as a methodology itself says that you know anything scientific is bound to be fallible right science is every scientific proposition is a synthetic proposition right and and, and mm-hmm. by synthetic, it by definition means that it ought to be fallible. For instance, I mean, you can't have a certain knowledge about anything in science it's a general rule yeah you don't trust me yeah. it, 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 it's a rule in academia I mean people discuss it it's called the fallibility of the scientific math uh, scientific theory yeah mm-hmm. so the fact is yeah. that even if today you you were to discover something which is um non-biblical or un-quranic you wouldn't e- even you wouldn't have a case against because I mean, a theist. W- I'm not saying that the theist is, theists are always correct, but the methodology you would be using to argue against supernatural or something metaphysical wouldn't be wouldn't be um, um, sufficient because I mean, you would you do have you do have the potential, and that that's in the methodology itself that you know every scientific theory is fallible and it is bound to change. And that's how mm-hmm. science has gone to a point where we are today. Yeah. So, I mean, you mm-hmm. can't actually make a case against metaphysics, yeah, using your current scientific understanding of the nature of reality. There is a there is a mm-hmm. there is a view in academia called particularism, and another view is called anti-progress thesis. The particularism actually says that. I mean, I would go to an extent and says that, you know, the particularism says that science doesn't even produce knowledge. Yeah, Uh, it all it does. It gives you the best model of reality, but it doesn't give you knowledge, not by knowledge. What I mean by that is something which is true in an in in an absolute sense, something which doesn't have the potential to change. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, you're right. I mean, you can actually, I mean, come up uh, uh, with an um, with an argument against using your your current scientific understanding, but it wouldn't be sufficient because the methodology itself says that you know every scientific um, theory has the potential to change, and it is bound to change. Though, so, so I wouldn't grant this argument from the uh, atheist, unless they would come up with a better methodology, better a better method to give us the understanding of the world in an in an in an uh, in its entirety.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess then, um, when it comes to science, you you should only uh, use it in terms of what science uh in the, the scope of science. In terms of philosophy, only use. Uh, what is philosophical I guess then in in this sense um, uh, ha- how would you, for example, argue for the existence of God in a phil- philosophical manner or in a way I, I do think that we in in an absolute sense we can never arrive at uh, proving God philosophically or scientifically so how how do you uh, how is what is your approach on that?
1: Uh, yeah, so. What I'm gonna to say to you, first of all, I mean, the p- approach I take, I do not need or I never found uh, a reason to prove that my belief in gods are true. Because I don't think it is it is something which you can acquire from from gaining knowledge from the external world. I believe, right? And that's my like, you know, understanding uh, um of its issue of, of this like matter, is that i mean the belief in god is something which is within yourself right as as same as the laws of rationality as same as the 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 understanding which you have a priori right so i don't i never found a reason for my beliefs to be justified in terms of uh, natural theology, right? You may use the rational arguments for the existence of God, and I'm not denying that I have been I have been using that, you know, for cows, uh, for 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 a very long time. But I don't think that, you know, for me personally, and there are many theists who take such an approach, called, like like in the likes of Alan Plantinga, who actually was like gave us gave us the reformed epistemology, right? Who's real propagator was islamic theologian called ibn taymiya right he said the same thing he said that you know it is not something which you which you have to borrow from the external world it's something that's within yourself yeah and there are properly basic beliefs and every philosopher accepts certain certain beliefs to be properly basic. So for me, right, I have never found any reason to prove that my God's belief, my, my belief in the existence of God is rational because I believe that it's something within myself and I can't really deny it. The rational arguments, right? Now, yes. I mean, I can't use such an argument to actually prove the existence of God, right, to an atheist because it's something which which is my personal experience, yeah. What I can do, I mean, there are out there rational arguments for the existence of God. For example, we've been talking, I I was just reading a book on, on objective morality in terms of evolutionary biology, right? So, uh, I mean, the author, the 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 point. Uh, even though, I, although I haven't read the entire book, but you know, I just read a certain pages of it, and the author was saying that you know, evolution. Uh, if if evolution in true is true, then you know, it can't really account for objective morality. And since, as a human being, generally we all accept objective objective objectivity of the moral uh, ethical values. So, I mean, these are these are some of the some of the things, right? Some of the realities which are existent right now in the world of of, 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 uh, physicality, right? So we we would have to account for it somehow. And I believe, personally, I believe that, you know, unless there is is a transcendent being, right? Which endowed us, whether it be rational capacity, intentionality, um, uh, consciousness, right? Hard problem of consciousness, Objective morality, right? So all of these things, unless there is a transcendent being, then um, then uh, these realities wouldn't exist. Since these realities does exist, therefore there ought to be a being that endowed us with so these uh, these 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 values and these traits. I, I I'm aware that there are arguments to make against it, right? And people have, their own ways of ration- rationalizing, uh, rationalizing, uh, rationalizing things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, but, 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 but the thing is that, you know, human beings generally accept these realities to be real and, you know, uh, and, and the principle of sufficient reason calls us for an explanation for these realities. And when, if, if we were an honest enough, yeah, to explain this, then we ought to accept I mean, uh, a, a transcendent being that that were the real cause of 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 uh, all of uh, all of these things.
0: Mm-hmm. Then uh, it seems that um you're you're not presenting arguments for God's existence, but simply uh, stating that there are indicators that there is a God out there. But I guess then that when you say that your belief in in God is something that uh is uh unique to you or some sort of no it's not
1: it's not like that okay Um, okay all right so okay we've got epistemology yeah you must be aware of that we've got like you know ways of knowing the first is like deduction the second Mm -hmm. is induction yeah and and the other is abduction Mm -hmm. right so i mean Mm -hmm. let's let's for now let's keep deduction aside yeah even though I believe that there are deductive arguments for the existence of God, like contingency argument, the first cause argument, which are very, very famous out there, right, amongst the theist- a- atheist debate. So, so let's keep them aside. Let's keep deduction aside. Let's let's just ask for the inference, since we do infer things. Yeah, we come to know things through in- inference. The entire scientific theories are based on the inference, right? So when we, when we, when we accept these realities, for example, rationality, intentionality, yeah, and then ask for the explanation, then I believe, right, I've been inferring, inducing these things for like, you know, three or four years now, I believe that the best inference out there is that there ought to be a being, right, with intentionality, right, endowing uh, within its creatures, this trait if if that didn't exist then we wouldn't be having this conversation which we know we are having it intentionally yeah if we are just a material yeah. beings and it's just uh neurochemical firings that that's going on in the brain then we wouldn't actually account for intentionality right and these are these are the issues right we were raised by famous neuro neuro neuroscientists like you know surreal uh, and other many others are there as well, like uh, even uh, Professor Rosenberg. I was I was reading one of his book on philosophy of science. He says the same thing that you know, if just if just a bunch of neurons, yeah, uh, making this you know, firing in the brain, then we don't have any reason to ex- uh, to um, you know, to explain that that we are rational beings and things are happening with intention, and we have this we we have this truth bearing rational faculties that are reliable.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh. Well, then, in in terms of epistemology, though, um, when what kind of knowledge claim are you making of God? Is it some sort of, and uh, just an intuition, I guess, of
1: well, that? uh, yeah. You, First being, of all, okay? I believe that that's the way to go. I mean, for any theist, if they want to approach any, I mean, atheist, yeah. And if an atheist asks for the reason for the existence of God, they don't need to give them the reason because I believe that you know it's something which is a priori right and 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 there are multiple studies that how that have actually demonstrated the same thing, for example the research that was done by Justin Barrett, Professor Justin Barrett, right He said that you know children's are. Mm-hmm naturally inclined to believe in 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 a natural religion in to believe in a superpower right so i mean it's something which is which is within ourselves and 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 we don't really have to account for it necessarily you may do it right you may you may bring about the argument for uh, causal argument the contingency argument of what you have but I'm saying that you know the best thing is uh to do is to like you know say that this is just an a priori belief right like many people have it like for example me and uh, there are multiple like majority of the human beings that are of the, of, of, of the same beliefs right you may have different gods you may believe in different gods and you may worship in a different way but fundamentally you all believe that you know there is something a power uh some may call it brahman hindus call it brahman uh christians call it father uh jews call it with a different name right but we all have have a common denominator which is that there is a cause there is a creator that has created this this entire cosmos so i believe that the best way to go uh in a discussion with with any atheist is that right then if an atheist were to ask for the reasons for the existence of god then simply we, say, we would say that you know we have these, these 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 realities which we accept which we all accept you and me accept we are conscious beings and matter matter alone cannot account for conscious hard problem of consciousness mm-hmm. since since yeah. I mean it's it's a problem out there that's why it's called the hard problem of consciousness right so the best explanation to this since you don't have an explanation but we do have the explanation and that seems to be the best inference from, uh, for the data set right so, uh, and and uh, maybe like many others, like cause argument, like the first cause argument, the Aristotelian change argument that, you know, every potential gets actualized when there is already actual, something actual, you know, making it actual, right? The, the first mover argument, the, the contingency, one of the strongest arguments for the existence of God is the contingency argument. So there does exist rational arguments for the existence of God. Um, so, so, yeah. That's that's the way I believe to go.
0: Okay, then in, in the sense, though, uh, for example, as you have you stated that we can anchor, uh, simply anchor our our belief in God in that th- there's an intuition happening uh, amongst mo- the majority of the of human race, and so, but we are we are able to actually uh, test the reliability of this uh belief or in, so, or intuition that are, are the, of knowledge that we have of god for example and in many cases a lot of them are have reasons that that of simple indoctrination or or believing in in a wrong concept of god and so in this sense you know we we can say that it's a, it's not really a reliable way to gain okay sort of knowledge
1: yeah i got i got got a question so Alvin Plantinga has a say, so what he says is that you know you' got you've got certain epistemic commitments to make if your belief ought to have a warrant, for example, he says that you know the belief has to have a deontological justification, for example, a person you know uh who is who is well i mean well uh, sound in terms of his cognitive faculties right he is like you know he's he's a good person doesn't seem to have any disorder right if he explores all the possibilities out there and yet didn't find a reason to reject god's existence right then Mm -hmm. he does have a reason to it so i mean it is still coming in his in his self that you know he's not able to deny it you know even after being cognitively well-sounded, yeah? The second is proper functionality of your cognitive faculties, yeah? So you would have to have a proper cognitive system, right? Which must function properly. And if it does, and you are still forming a belief in the existence of God, yeah? Then, 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 you know, it, uh, it, Uh, it it must have an explanation like why is it that I'm forming a belief like even after having proper cognitive system working yeah so yeah uh, and the third is warrant so I mean if you uh, fulfill these epistemic uh, commitments then your belief ought to have a warrant so that's the way to go so he says that you know if a person has it right for example for example, he uh, a person uh, would uh, there is an objection to this. Like for instance, yeah, people would say that you know I may have a properly cognitive system functioning and yet I form a belief in in the great pumpkins, right? But I would say, mm-hmm. but a great pumpkin and say that that's God, yeah. But the thing is that great great pumpkins are physical physical things, yeah. You may you can conceptualize physical you can you can actually touch the pumpkins yeah so i mean uh, when but when we talk about this properly basic uh, belief in the existence of god yeah in the existence of super being supernatural the creator and like creation right so that's what that's the intuition that counts so if you have a system that is properly functional yeah that is properly functional for instance we may have a scientist who knows everything about science, yeah, and yet has a belief in the existence of God and doesn't deny it, yeah? So he has this cognitive system working properly and yet, right, he forms a belief in the existence of God, right? Then then, then this belief has a warrant. For instance, I'll give you an example of properly basic belief. It's like, you know, uh, the belief in a past, right? We believe that past did exist. Now it's a properly basic Mm -hmm. belief yeah so if Mm -hmm. somebody were to come to me and say said that past did not exist right so it is him who would have to give me an argument for what's properly basic do you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so it is not me honest is not for, uh, for me to provide him an argument for the existence of past because it's properly basic belief so it is him who have to come up with an argument for the non-existence of past, yeah? So, same way, we I believe that you're a rational being, you're a conscious being, and we're having this conversation right now, right? So, so yeah, mm-hmm. so it's a properly basic belief as well, right? I don't have the scientific sort of an, like I can't see your consciousness, right? I can't see, or I can't know that you're, you're feeling some way or the other right now, but it's just a properly basic uh, belief, yeah? In the same way, the properly basic belief yeah which is universal and it is still universal and is not going and is not going to go yeah even if science you know it progresses a lot yeah so that's that's a properly basic belief so it's not me who has to come up who have to bring about an argument for the existence of god it is for the atheist to convince me and give me an argument for the non-existence of God for my properly basic beliefs.
0: Okay, so I it seems it. then that, uh, yeah, what you're saying is that um, in, in, in every worldview due to skepticism, we can actually discount everything and there is no proper justification for anything in philosophically. And so That's even so- if you're holding a scientific worldview, you're still holding a... a Ton of properly basic beliefs, or I, I would use the term presuppositions. Like, for example, as you said, um, the lo- causality is a presumption, as Hume said, and also um, the fact that, that why we the brute force of our own existence as exactly uh, and, and, yeah. And so, it, what you're saying is that if if a, if a, if someone from an atheist perspective is is presenting my properly basic beliefs as wrong and, his, and his, he, he himself has his own properly basic beliefs, then he would be uh, hypocritical or at least inconsistent in that way.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You got it right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to an extent and say that these are presuppositions. I believe that these are the basic first principles, first philosophy, what we, I call okay. it, right? The first philosophy. So I mean, that's from where everything starts. So I start from I. You start from you, right? And then we build mm-hmm. up uh, a building of, of uh, beliefs, right? And we form the beliefs about the nature of reality. But the I ness doesn't have the justification, right? So it's just a fundamental layer from where from where from where everything erupts. So yeah, you're right. I mean, atheist. Everybody has properly basic beliefs first principles from where I mean they operate
0: mm-hmm. okay yeah so in, and I want to ask you because um, you are a Muslim you know so I believe that in a way you've uh, built made a building blocks of sort of premises from which uh, you've gone from a deism to theism and has led you to believing in the prophet Muhammad in the, in the Quran right So uh, can you uh, tell me how you've arrived at this, but other than maybe you have like been raised in this uh, sort of community and culture and uh, belief system, but uh, can you tell me how you justified it in your own way?
1: Yeah, sure. So first of all, let me tell you that although I was born in a Muslim family, I did have some doubts, right? Like, you know, why is there so many religions if God is one? Why didn't he just, you know, made us a one community? Why didn't he he just put us in the hell? yeah why does suffering exist right so so I mean, I've gone through these doubts as well, so yeah, it's not something you know which is which is uh apart from me, it did exist even in my own mind, so first of all, why Islam is because I believe that the the concept of God that Islam provides is like you know the most coherent concept out there, like you know there is one being, yeah. Immaterial, incorporeal being that is distinct from its creation and unlike creation, unlike creation. So yeah, uh, unlike creation, created had the this capacity, creative capacity, the power, the 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 mind to create the cosmos is is something you know which is philosophically coherent. Yeah. So I mean, if you were to go back to the to the Ionians and Italians. They are, uh, yeah, Italians, if I'm remembering correctly, Italians did form a belief about this incorporeal reality. They did believe that something material exists as one, and people called it naus. If I'm not incorrect, it was Anaximander or Anaximenes, uh, you know, one of these two philosophers who called it naus, the one, right? Uh, although they didn't have any revelation back then. If you were to look at Socrates, he believed in one thing, right? A corporeal, corporeal uh, uh, incorporeal supernatural being, right? So go back to the Plato. They didn't had any revelation back then. They didn't have any concept of Judeo-Christian Islamic God, right? And yet they found a the belief about this sort of a being, right? Even Aristotle called it, Uh, a a first mover right he didn't he didn't had any any revelation back then right he formed it purely based on his intelligibility so what i'm trying to say is like you know the monotheistic concept of god is the most coherent concept out there existent in the philosophical or in the theological world yeah and then it it gets back to it gets to the quran like for instance I believe, right? I believe that, you know, if one were to like have an open look at the book, which we believe that is the last revelation of God, I wouldn't, it's, it's my firm belief, right? Although it may be subjective, but I believe, I personally believe that, you know, he wouldn't have any reason to reject this final revelation of God. It's so, it's so provocative. It's so coherent. It's uncontradictory. It's, it just directly talks to you even uh, even there are some 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 challenges given to the entire mankind in the quran for instance like we have in in science we have falsification yeah so if you want to prove scientific theory wrong yeah just falsify it right and come up with a better theory right then your previous theory would be falsifiable falsified in the same way the quran asks has a falsification test which in terms of its inimitability it says in the in the second chapter uh says "Am kuntum fi raybin mimma nazalna ala abdina fa'tu bisuratim mithlihi wad'u shuhadakum min dunillahi in kuntum sadiqin fa'il lam taf'alu lan taf'alu fatatakun-nar allati waquduhanna nas wal-hijara aw iddatun lil-kafirin that if you are in doubt about this book which we have revealed to our servant, then produce a surah like onto it. Produce three verses like this, and I mean prove it wrong. If you can't, and look at the look at the surety of Allah, look at the surety of God, like look at the confidence. Yeah, if you can't, and then it says you will definitely not, then be ready for the fire. Yeah, which we have made. Uh so yeah. I believe that you know the the Quran is the thing for me. I mean, it's just an un, an uh, un, irrefutable. So yeah, the and and there are multiple reasons as well, like the life of Prophet the, the 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 system Islam offers to the entire mankind, the personal experience of me, mine. So this collective sort of a thing, yeah, makes me. Made me believe firmly believe in the Islamic conception of uh, theology.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, then uh, let's talk about what the Quran says. Like, for example, I guess that because the Quran is sort of the final revelation, right? And Prophet Muhammad is the final prophet in, in your in your own understanding, right? In this sense, then um, the Quran is sort of a correction from previous. Uh, Revelations
1: from Allah am I correct yeah it says I believe uh, although I'm not a theologian right I may get things I may get certain things incorrect but you know I would be saying out of my own knowledge yeah so I'm saying there are certain things in in, in which in Islam you know when it talks about the, the, the previous revelation it says that in in the second chapter in the quran it says that you know the 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 vote to those who write books with their own hands and they then say it is from god so what we believe is that you know previous revelation of god were manipulated there were like you know pen were in, man, manly pen were inserted in the revelation yeah which is why allah kept on uh, sending different messengers and is different revelations uh, for a time and, and, and as Quran itself says and Allah gives a guarantee in the Quran that you know this is the final revelation and nobody would be able to manipulate it because Allah is its own preserver yeah and that's, that's, that's the biggest argument of the Islamic faith that you know the Quran is in the same way as it was revealed to Prophet Muhammad even some of the Orientalist scholars believe it Muslim theologians, just a, you know, predominant sort of a like, you know, first belief of the Muslims that the Quran is in the same form as it was revealed to Prophet Muhammad, salam. so we believe that, you know, previous, like, Jesus, Jesus salam, peace be upon him, were given a revelation called the Good News, Evangelion, right, But people people inserted their pen into it, which is why Allah changed the revelation and sent, Quran through prophet muhammad alayhi salam but we, we muslim we muslim do not make tafarruqa like difference amongst the prophets we believe that all the prophets are uh, like you know or we don't make any difference amongst the prophets yeah so we don't take one prophet superior than the other prophet yeah mm-hmm. so we believe that all of them are to be believed necessarily to be a muslim like moses Jesus, Adam, Noah, all other prophets uh, which were sent uh, for a time by, by, by God.
0: Mm-hmm. And my question would be, though, um, in this sense, then, you would... Uh, bef- because uh, Islam, uh, the, the Quran was not uh, uh, revealed until like the 600 AD and the, and the life of... started the life of Muhammad. And then... Um, then would you say that the, the, the Juda- Judaism account or, or, or even Jesus or the account of Jesus of Allah was also revelation?
1: Well, of course we do believe that you know until the new revelation is sent, the previous revelation would does have the guidance. So we believe that you know after the death of Jesus Christ, people, who clutched the message of Jesus Christ yeah and walked on that message are the people of heaven so we don't say that christians yeah although it's just an arbitrary sort of a label which christians themselves put uh, put on themselves yeah we don't even say that Jesus was a christian we believe that Jesus was as uh, a Muslim, Muslim in a sense that, you know, he believed everything, what God said, and he acted upon what God revealed to him, yeah, Mm -hmm. so he was in complete submission to God, yeah, so we believe that, you know, people who clutched those messages, yeah, and walked on that are the Muslims of the time, are the people of the heaven uh, of the time, yeah, so same goes where previous prophets like Moses people who 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 took the message the revelation and clutched it and and walked on it yeah are the people of he- heaven and not hell we don't believe that you know all even the uh, uh, Quran says that not all the uh, all the all the Christians are the same Quran says that you know in in chapter 2 it said that there are a section of Christian Jews uh and other faiths or and people of other faiths who would go to heaven so we don't actually uh, deny the truth uh, truthfulness of the of the uh, companions of the pre- previous prophets mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. okay and, but, but then um i this is my question though because um i'm really curious because the Quran was the word of God, was the re- final revelation of God, and then because it is God's word, it would be preserved, right? But wh- what is the reason why, for example, Jesus or Moses or all the previous prophets, why weren't their revelations not preserved?
1: Well, There are ways to like, you know, people have, people have answer in different ways, and to be really honest, mm-hmm. right? I would not be the right person to be answering these okay. things okay. accurately because okay. it's pro- properly okay. a theological question. I could give you yeah. my like uh, my 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 account my my own like view on it. So I believe that God did send revelations uh, at 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 periods, right? But the Reve- people were not ready to to actually grasp the message in its entirety. So okay. Allah sent different people at different times with, with the message which could have actually related to the people back then, right? Well, when the time was right yeah, for the Quran to be sent and implemented, Allah sent it, right? Back in the times of Jesus, we say that people would have not been ready to actually the, grasp the message in its entirety. Yes, and 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 there are plans of God. There is why wisdom behind every action of uh, God. So we believe that you know God, in His own wisdom, chose to send different different messengers at different times with different revelations. And people back then, you know, like evolution, right? We we believe that evolution happens. Like there is a change. Yeah. What we are able to do now, we may not have been able to do it back, you know, back like 500 million years before, correct? Since there was an evolution, now we are able to do proper science, like the science, progressive science or what what have you, right? We are able to understand quantum mechanics. We are able to understand mathematics, yeah? So we have now reached to a point to understand these things in the same manner People back then would have not understood the the message in its entirety, yeah. So Allah sent different sections uh, of revelations uh, in different times with different messengers. But when He thought that the you know that that, that, that the time has come to uh, for the Quran to be sent to the to the people, He sent it right. Mm-hmm.
0: But my question would be, um, what was uh... Re- not what was revealed in the Quran that wasn't revealed b- by Jesus you know because as you said uh, for example the Jewish people at the time of Jesus were not ready to to receive what wasn't going to be revealed in the Quran so what was that inf- information that Well, first, first of all
1: first of all those messengers are were sent for for the for the Israelites right so every, every, every messenger, every messenger you would see before a prophet alayhi salam, although there are like, you know, uh, many other messengers, but Quran doesn't mention them for, for different sections of people besides Israel or the people of Israel. So we believe that, you know, the Quran mentioned the messengers that were only sent to the people of Israel, Israelites. So, okay. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. when the quran was sent it was sent like it says in the quran that that we have sent you as a rahma as a mercy to all of the mankind so muhammad sallallahu alayhi was it wasn't uh, a messenger to only arabs he was the messenger for the entire mankind and he's gonna be the messenger till the day till the day of resurrection arrives so yeah so that was one one thing, right? Which wasn't uh, in the previous scriptures uh, given to the pre- previous prophets, yeah? That was one thing, main thing. And as I said, Allah's wisdom, God's wisdom, yeah? He has the totality of the knowledge. And there may be answers, yeah, uh, existing out there in the Islamic orthodoxy. But as I said, I am not a theologian or... I wouldn't have the complete, I would not be able to articulate it in its, uh, the answer in its, like, in its entirety.
0: Okay. Uh, can I ask you um, what your uh, specific school of jurisprudence it uh, is that you subscribe to?
1: Well, jurisprudence, first of all, what we need to understand is, like, you know, theology uh, is, um, yeah, What we need to understand is like, you know, the conception of God and the acceptance of Prophet as the last messenger of Prophet makes one a Muslim. So it doesn't matter which jurisprudence you subscribe to. If you believe that God is one and you believe that Muhammad is his messenger and you're like, you know, true in your search for knowledge, then you're a Muslim. And inshallah, you can hope to go to the Jannah. Right. So that's not something which is which is. Um, uh, which is important, right? Yes, I mean, there does exist different school of thoughts, but that's with the fiki issue, like the social matters, how to pray, right? There may be some small differences, but there isn't any difference of opinion uh, in the, the theology, the theology itself, like the conception of God and prophet, Muhammad being a big a God's prophet, uh, last messenger. Even if you were to look at the Shia, Shia like uh, sect, right? They wouldn't even, even they wouldn't like, um, they wouldn't even disagree with this. So, uh, for you to be a Muslim, all you have to do is to accept God as one and Muhammad as his messenger, accept Quran as his book, right? Then the fiqh issue comes, like, you know, we have got four main school of thoughts, like Hanafi, Shafi, Hanbali, Maliki, right? So, I mean, there exists, does exist uh, difference amongst um, uh, them, right? Which are about, like, you know, how to pray, how to, like, you know, how to make wudu, Right? How to make wudu? How to purify yourself when you when you're up to uh, for, for when you're for uh, when you going to uh, when you're going for the prayer, right? So these issues, but these I mean there isn't any major difference um, in the theology, the, the 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 concept of God and and the, and and Prophet Muhammad being his last messenger.
0: Well, in in terms of the differences in the concept of God, I I, st- I think there are uh, some in terms of, for example, how a Salafi would view, for example, God's hands as literal physical hands, and it, a lot of Muslims would take that as very uh, heretical. I, I I would assume because
1: it, well, can, I wouldn't go that far. I accept, I I I got what you're saying. I wouldn't even go that far because, I mean, even they would, they would affirm the non-knowledgeability of the divine affairs. They may say say that you know hands exist, but they deny any knowledge to it, right? So. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't go that far and say that, you know, there does exist because these are unknown things. I mean, nobody, no school of thought would actually give you the accurate answer to these things, to to the things which are guide, which are unseen, which nobody has the knowledge of, like the essence of God. You may have opinions from here and there, right? You may have discussions going on in the academia. You know, amongst the different uh, theological schools, but none would actually give you the answer how that is right, what that is, because it is ungraspable, right? Now you may have different interpretations, right? You may have uh, one uh, scholar interpreting the text in one way, and a different scholar interpreting a text in a different way, right? And that's 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 something you know, which which is. Uh, uh, which is like which is not uh, which is not a big deal because even in science discussions exist, right you 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 may have people right uh, arguing for theories which may which may sound nonsensical to some scientists but that doesn't mean that they're they are like you know absolutely wrong right they are absolutely right they are for, for, with their own opinion right but As far as I'm sure and as far as I am uh, aware that, you know, nobody actually affirms the knowledge for the essence of God. I mean, like you said, Salafi may say that the God has hands, but they deny any knowledge to it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's my approach to it. And I don't really like to get into these discussions. I have in in the past right Be- and uh because i believe that you know it is irresolvable no matter how great your intelligibility is no matter how smart you are no matter how intelligent you are but you're still going to lack the knowledge absolute knowledge of the divine essence yeah that's the reason the discussions have been existence existent from millennia and it still The same thing going on in the academia and it's gonna be like that but i don't think i mean these issues are really important because i mean we have a journey here for 60 or 70 years right so yeah in that in that in that time period all we have to do is to like you know know what is uh what is the purpose of existence what is the truth right and and act on it and 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 yeah and spread the word I don't really okay, like to get into question. these. Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, no problem. And um, to end this debate, um, it's been a great uh, conversation with you. One last thing is, um, in terms of ha- the Islamophobia that's happening, uh, especially in the world, it's something that we need to address, you know. Um, how would you uh, uh, express that um, not all Muslims are terrorists and that the, a lot of them are are... do not have this ideology and you know racism is is a huge thing it might be actually inherent in a a, a lot of people but how would you uh, address this issue
1: well i would say that muslims need to be more aware of their religion right they need to understand their religion they need to act upon it right they need to actually distance distance the cultural thing with the Islamic thing right they would have to reject the culture that's not uh, uh, Islamic yeah that's one thing and second thing like you know educate people wherever you go right try to have a conversation with people try to understand where they are coming from and try to tell them what you are you know for right what you are about right and and yeah and, and discuss and educate yourself. I believe that, you know, it's high time for Muslims uh, to get educated in the matters like science, even theology as well. Because, I mean, this may be controversial. I would say that, you know, Muslims haven't been cognizant about their religion, which is why things are happening. I mean, we become materialist. We've become... We've become colonized yeah our minds are completely gone and then you know what what happens is like politics gets gets mixed up with religion and then you have this eruption of you know mixed thought that has actually nothing to do with one another yeah so we would have to understand yeah things differently yes and then act upon what is real what 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 is like you know religious, right? And then not mix things up um, in terms of politics, society, and what you have. So I believe that it's 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 the Muslims, yeah, who need to wake up and really understand the religion, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and I believe that things that that culture propagates which is which has nothing to do with religion and is anti-religious, must go, must necessarily go. Because, I mean, look, the things that talks about feminism, and, you know, Islam is anti-feminist, you know, people are like, you know, woman is oppressed. I mean, I don't know where people get this from, yeah? Maybe from culture, they look at a specific culture, right? And then they extract the thought, and mix it with with the with the religion itself when i mean we've been saying from 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 millennia that you know these things doesn't have to do any, anything with, with the religion but like you know uh but, but but it's still there like you know people have become people are being indoctrinated with that, with that thought and you know are being said that you know that's that's actually religious and not culture yeah and then i say that the media is on the opposite side you know, things happening politically, like, you know, there is, there is uh, like, it's like a political sort of a wave, yeah, that tries to suppress or portray portray a religion in a wrong sense, yeah? That's one more important thing that, you know, people people want to create this narrative that, you know, Islam is demonic religion. It's something, you know, which must not be pursued, must be condemned, and things like that for their like you know for their own political reason. So I mean these are some of the things which we need to really need to consider. And the first thing I said that you know Muslims have to educate themselves in terms of in terms of uh, uh, in terms of being in terms of religion, in terms of science, in terms of I mean uh, every other field which exists out there. Uh, it's just my personal and, opinion, but I firmly believe that this must, I mean, take place.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's been great talking to you,
1: man. Uh, thank Same you here. Your time. Uh, Same so, here. Bye. Thank you, Almo. Take care.
0: So that's the end of it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This is your host, Almo Ador Jr. And thank you for listening in. And please subscribe. Please follow us on Facebook. This, please follow this please thanks